superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. But this might be my favorite sports story of all of 2022 to date. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Where did he step in? In cheek. Over a fantasy football league. Jock Peterson slapped by Tommy Pham of the Cincinnati Reds. Will Smith style. Wow, dude. Earlier on the show. From NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran. NFL Network analyst, David Carr. Still to come, NFL Network insider, Ian Rappaport. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it's hour number three of the program here on the first day of June, right in the middle of this week uh, in 2022. The organized team activity world in the NFL is white hot to the touch. Who's there, who's not, and what does that mean? That is pretty much what June is quite uh, a bit about. Um, We chatted with... David Carr in our number two about his um, prediction that the Jets were going to make the playoffs. And he told us some interesting things about uh, Devontae Adams and his bro um, and how attached at the hip they've been for a long time. So if you missed any of that, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We kick off our third hour of this program, however, by saying hello to one of our favorites from the NFL media group. Uh, on the Mercedes-Benz van phone line, the man who's a must-follow at Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. How you doing, Ian? What's going on, Rich? How are you? How'd you hit him? Um, really bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> I played terrible. Uh, I shot a 49 on the front. Okay. And was like, this is really just a disaster. Including a birdie on 18, and I'm like, all right, I'm back. Okay. All right, very good. Are you there? Did you just connect by Hold Bluetooth in, in the middle of all that, Ian? Like in the middle of your sad golf sorted golf tale, you connected to Bluetooth or something like that? You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was sorry. That was a bad situation. Sure, um, like your golf. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the Mets game on oh. the iPad. Ah, ah. so very good. Yeah. Okay, so, so if you picked if, up the iPad, so we got a situation going. Okay, I'm try again to put him in. We'll see if I can do it. Well, uh, you you can't do that anymore to us because uh, we don't have the express written consent of the commissioner of Major right. League Baseball, and I can't get in any trouble. I do hear you. Thanks for thanks for calling Let's in. Go. In, All right. in, in, Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, Kyler Murray is at organized team activities. Our colleague Mike Garofalo calling it a show of good faith. What can you tell us about what this means? Yeah, I mean, you know, my biggest question, you can hear me okay, right? Yes, sir. Excellent. My biggest question was, does this mean he got a new contract? And it does not. You know, I think what this is, like, Kyler 
you know, took a stance. He didn't show up. He showed everyone he's not happy. He has done that a couple of times, as has his agent, Eric Burkhardt, has done it a couple of times this offseason to be like, we want a new contract. We want it yesterday. Here is our view. Um, the team is kind of on the same page. The team wants to give him a new contract. Steve Kime has been on the record a couple of different times saying that he believes it will get done and they love Kyler Murray. So I feel like it's like, well, you've made a point, made a good point. It's important to the team to be there. So, like, your point is noted and show up. And I think that's what he did. Like, I trust you guys. We're on the same page. We all want to get it done. I'm just going to show up and let's go play football. And that's kind of how I feel it is for Kyler Murray. Well, I mean, he's not getting traded. Uh, drafts come and gone. Even after the draft, you know, um, Steve Kime said he's he's not getting traded. So that avenue is at least shut down for 2022. And so it's either hold out or not. And um, the, could this possibly mean that they've already had the um, the parameters of a conversation and Burkhardt is like telling his client, you know, things are trending in the right direction. You should show up. Is that the way it might be going? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I would say they definitely had conversations. I feel like it is a, all right, like they're serious. We're serious. It's not done yet, but we can see that they're actually trying to get it done. Um, so that is why it makes sense to me for him to show up and, you know, all of these things, these, like, sort of OTA show-ups, non-show-ups, are all sort of symbolic. Like, it really doesn't affect anyone, honestly. You know, absent a few rookies, maybe a few quarterbacks, it's not that consequential if someone shows up in, you know, June or May when we play football in, like, September. So it's all really symbolic. It feels like he made a symbolic point. The Cardinals responded with their symbolic point. They've started talking seems things are going to be okay. So what's the deal with Lamar? Um, he's calling out Chris Sims, our colleague here on NBC Sports on Peacock, that. you know, on Twitter saying he's just there. He's not at voluntary organized team activities because it's, um, it's not, he's just, it's voluntary. Find something yeah. else to talk about is what he tweeted at Chris Sims, but he, he's, he's still not there. And it's, it's, I, I don't know. There's nothing to compare it to. At least with Kyler, you know, we've heard contract conversations and guy wants his money. Um, but I, I don't I don't have any frame of reference. Uh, I wonder what you can what insight you've got on this, Ian. I mean, the insight I have is this actually, in a weird way, is kind of the first time that Lamar Jackson spoke about himself in this way. Like we've talked about and I've talked about the different things that I believe that Lamar Jackson wants, including um, a, you know, including basically to play out the, the fifth-year option and go franchise tag, franchise tag, and do a deal that way, you know, become a free agent like Kirk Cousins. That's what it feels like he wants. But he speaks very, very little about himself, and he doesn't have an agent. And his mother handles some things personally for him, and she doesn't talk to the media hardly ever. So this is actually one of the few times that he has spoken and been like, relax, everyone, I'll be there. This is just voluntary. Um, I know he has been in L.A. working with Adam Dato, who is one of the noted QB gurus. Um, he works with John Beck in L.A. on a sort of quarterback factory situation where they go help refine the talents. And I do believe Lamar has been out there. So, you know, if he's using this time to continue that work, that might make sense to him, although the team would like him there. So 
anyway, his message was noted, but the whole thing was really interesting. So, um, I, I, does he get paid? I mean, what 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 happens here? I mean, does that does that happen, or he's definitely not entertaining that at all right now? Best you can I, tell. I, I just have not heard anything about him entertaining it. I mean, maybe that changed. Like you know, like you can say you don't want a deal. At some point, there's a deal that's too good to ignore, right? Like everyone sort of has a price for things. It's hard to imagine he goes, you know, I want no deal no matter what, right? So he hasn't gotten to any point where he would, you know, respond to an offer or engage in anything. So, like, is it possible just nothing happens and he goes fifth-year option franchise tag, franchise tag? Like, that actually is possible. Ian Rappaport here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. I keep feeling like it's Groundhog Day, like what's going on with the league and Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield and what he's, what what options there are. I mean, today, uh, fresh off of the word that there's a 23rd active civil lawsuit that's now been filed against Deshaun Watson. Kevin Stefanski spoke and said he's just going to leave it up to the uh, to the legal process. That's just yet another coach saying that about Deshaun Watson, and Mayfield's still sitting there. And um, what 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 is the Browns' plan? Like literally, what is the Cleveland Browns' plan for this situation well, I mean, first, right now? First thing they need to know is what is the disciplinary issue for what is the disciplinary decision for Deshaun Watson? Is he suspended? Is he not suspended? If he is suspended, how many games? Um, you know, let's say it's eight games, and I don't know that it is or isn't. I don't even know if that's a ballpark, but let's just say for the sake of the conversation, it is. They will need a starting quarterback for eight games. They have a quarterback on their roster who led them to the playoffs, who would like to resurrect his career, who currently has no home. I know they had conversations, especially during the draft with the Carolina Panthers. Um, There were offers made. The two sides could not come to any sort of agreement. And the Panthers are moving forward with Sam Darnold until they are not. But if you're the Browns, like, the leverage you have is we could just keep them. And, yes, it would not be the most fun thing for Baker Mayfield to have to go out and play for the Browns after what happened. On the other hand, the team is very good, and the personnel is really good, and might he perform well enough to have someone else go, you know what, that's my quarterback. Possibly. And that's what I keep thinking about. Or they get him to a different spot, and Jacoby Brissett's their guy, right? I mean, I, yeah. I mean, uh, so, so you're saying that there is a conversation that's been had in the Browns building, best we can tell where they do look at each other and go, we might need Baker for the full 16. So let's just give him his, his shot here and hope he wins it here. And, and, then, and, then, and then what? Send him on his way? Like if, if everything goes to the best of their possibility, it's still the swan song because they've got somebody who is on the hook for 45 million bucks for the year, right? I mean, is that literally what they're, the reason why they're holding on a Baker is they, they think he's suspension insurance and and a guy who is so clearly not wanting to be there will just turn around and do it like there's literally a faction of the browns who thinks that's a a viable option for them with him i don't i don't know specifically that the browns have said we may need him for full 16 or 17 i guess um I, i i don't know that that conversation has happened but i do know that there has been converse there have been conversations about we could need this guy for many games. Um, and 
you know, Jacoby Brissett is fine. He has not solidified himself as a starter in the league, but he has been a totally fine backup. Um, just totally fine. Baker Mayfield, on the other hand, is expensive. You are paying for him anyway, unless you can get someone to take on a portion of the salary, which they have tried to do. Um, but if you're paying for him anyway, and he might start multiple games, like, yes, let's just play this forward. Let's say he starts through the trade deadline, and you can't trade him. Okay, well, you're paying him all that money anyway. At the end of the year, he's going to leave, and you'll get a compensatory pick for whoever signs him. So might you get a third-round pick? Probably. In a couple years for him? Yeah, that's your – so that's your sort of leverage is you might need some suspension insurance, and he's literally on your team currently. At Rap Sheet on Twitter, Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show uh, from the NFL Media Group as well on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. So I, I, I had uh, David Carr on last hour. He earned he earned a phone call from me. That's for darn sure when he uh, predicted the Jets would make the playoffs and then gave me name check me on last night's NFL Total Access. That was an easy there you go. That was an easy booking to 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 ask David to come on. And he had the time to also talk about his brother, and he mentioned that um, Devontae Adams attempted to get to the Raiders uh, a couple years ago before like this was not just a, a long time dream that they just he decided to take his shot on right now that he tried it before uh, had you heard the same thing anything on that front Ian uh, I hadn't heard specifically that he had tried before I mean but but I did know that when people talk about the Packers situation they say you know what went wrong why couldn't the Packers pay him, you know, what the Packers do to upset him. It wasn't really like that. The Packers tried to pay him. They actually offered him more than the Raiders are going to pay him over the first three years of the deal. This was a player who wanted to be in Las Vegas. He wanted to be with one of his good friends, Derek Carr. Uh, It was a long-standing relationship. And, and, you know, Devontae Adams' relationship with Aaron Rodgers on field was is one of the best I can remember and I've ever seen in the last decade. Like, it is amazing. Off the field, it's professional, but not much more. So when, you know, if you're Devonta Adams and you say, well, you know, I'd like to sign for five years, and you're not sure for the last year or so how long the quarterback's going to be there, if he's going to be there, is it going to be one year, is it going to be two years, is it going to be three years? Like, but if it's the Raiders, like, you know that quarterback's not going anywhere the Raiders were more appealing to him. Um, so, you know, what Derek, what uh, David said doesn't surprise me because this has been a long-standing thing for Devontae Adams. So um, outside of um, the organized team activities, what, what else is the story of this month or leading into training camp? Is it Gronk? What, what's his... What's his status and thoughts? And, you know, and, or if you got an answer on that, you know, lead yourself into what you think we're we're not talking about going into the OTA season here, Ian. Uh, yeah, I mean, Gronk is interesting. You know, every the indications I've got is that he's going to play. Um, I know, like, he, you know, he came out and said it, and then his agent kind of walked it back, and then he walked it back again, and I don't know. I mean, for me, to, for Tom Brady to come back, and then if Gronk decides not to, like, that would be a surprise. Uh, I don't know when that's going to be, but I would imagine at some point before – training camp we will get some Gronk news and then it'll probably be good news. Um, I would say, you know, the the Aaron Donald story is interesting to me. You know, he has come out and said 
you know, basically gave credence to the why retirement is attractive. He might retire talk. The Rams have said talks are trending in the right direction. You know, when and if that gets wrapped up is obviously going to be a major deal. Um, you know, other than that, I think it's a lot of waiting. It's waiting for Garoppolo. When does something happen with him, or does he just show up to training camp and just take part in practice? What about Baker? You know, it's it's Deshaun Watson. I mean, this time of year is generally about this, but but more than I can ever remember, we are all waiting for multiple shoes to drop before we figure out how multiple other parties are going to pursue. So then let's let's just hit a couple of them right here. Um, Donald, uh, right? He says it's not about the money, but he also needs to make sure the business is right for him and his family, and he's at peace. Otherwise, I mean, that is that is. Uh, code for they're talking about uh, redoing his deal, right? Like that conversation is happening. Right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It is happening, but I don't get the sense he's saying, oh, I may retire just for contract leverage. I think he actually is considering retiring. Because, and it makes sense um, because he's 30. He's one of the best to ever do it. He's made $100 million, and he's won a Super Bowl. So, like, if you told me that Aaron, Aaron Donald is good to go, doesn't need to play anymore, I would say that's too bad because he's awesome, but I could see that, right? Um, now, obviously, for the Rams, there's a number where he would say, well, I can't turn this down. And we'll see if they get there. Um, that's kind of where this all stands, I believe. Don't they have to pay Cup, too? Don't they, isn't that being discussed as, as I well? I mean, Cooper Cup would, I'm sure, like a contract extension. I believe that, um, yeah, I believe that's on the radar, and, you know, I mean, uh, you know, every receiver got has gotten paid. He certainly is productive, if not more productive than any of them. So, yes, I would think that is um, sort of on the radar as well for the Rams. And then, and, and then Jimmy G really still on the 49ers. I mean, re- they they have to turn to, to Lance, and they've got to give Lance the 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 room to be the guy, win or lose. Like they that. That's the way it works when you trade up into the top three uh, of a draft and give up all the draft capital for somebody. At some point, you must turn to him and go with whatever flow occurs um, and and not have him look over his shoulder. I mean, it's that's simple, I, I think, um, but it's stunning to me. It's stunning to me um, that, that that's a possibility, really. The F- Niners haven't turned the page from Jimmy G regardless. In your estimation, Ian? I mean, usually, I, I would say this. I think a little differently than what you just said there, because for me, it's like you definitely want to turn it to Trey Lance. You believe he's the quarterback of the future. You trade all that capital to get him, which is already gone. So, in a way, it sort of doesn't matter because it's already been spent. You definitely want to turn it to him when he is ready. And that is what is so, 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 so interesting to me about the Garoppolo situation. This isn't Baker Mayfield. Right, because right. he does not have the kind of guaranteed money that Baker has. So if they wanted to trade Garoppolo, which they do, they could do it. You know, as soon as someone would take on a quarterback who had major arm surgery and has not, you know, to my knowledge, thrown yet. Right. Um, so I would say, you know, they'd like to trade him, um, but they don't have to. And if Trey Lance isn't ready, and you have Garoppolo for twenty million dollars. And you can't trade him because he's not healthy enough in time to be traded. Like, you got to let him get out there and compete. Like, what if he is the better quarterback? Like, no one dies if Trey Lance has to sit for another year. Doesn't hurt anyone. Except maybe Lance's development 
right? I mean, so what? In so year three? No, what I'm saying is that in year three, there won't be the ups and downs that they're trying to avoid in year two because Garoppolo's still there. I mean, you're still going to, there's still lumps to be had, right? I mean, and the, the sooner you get them out of the way, the better it is long term for everybody. Usually, that's the way it goes. Certainly, when you don't well, have the first round, I know you're spent, but when you're sitting there, Smoking them if you got them when the rest of the draft is going through the first round in Kansas City next year. That that's 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 when it really hits. It does, you know. And that's what's going to be so fascinating about this is like it is a fine, fine, fine line between putting a guy out there when he's not ready and having it go badly and not being able to recover. We've seen that sometimes. I'm not saying it's going to happen here, but right. that has happened in the past. That's a risk. And saying all right, he's got to learn on the fly, and it's just time to go. Because the problem the 49ers have. And it's a major problem, is that their roster is good. And they, assuming that Debo Samuel is on it, they should be ready to compete for a playoff spot again. And is it worth long-term development of your quarterback to sacrifice maybe that this year to have him learn on the fly? Or would you say, you know what, you just spent another year learning, that's fine. We have Garoppolo, who literally took us to the playoffs last year and mm-hmm. played a bit incredibly tough situations, including two injuries, just give it to Garoppolo again and figure it out after the year. So what is with Debo as I send you on in your day? I mean, one month ago uh, from this very day, we were in Vegas for the third round of the draft, and that's all everyone was talking about all week long, and now it's all quiet on the Debo front. What's the deal with that? What do you think? Debo was actually in Vegas while we were uh, just hanging out, which was kind of funny. That's odd. Um, It was very strange. He was downstairs at my hotel during – day three when I was talking about him oh. upstairs on the television. That's very strange. Well, you should have gotten him upstairs is what you should have done. Certainly I, since, certainly since, uh, um, certainly since we, we Ed marinara you off the set at one point, so you could have had time to go downstairs <laughs> and get him. So, you know. What a great moment that was. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, uh, so, basically, you know, I don't, I don't get the sense that they've had the conversations yet that would bring him back into the fold, right? Like, I know they would like to. I know Kyle can be very charismatic. I know they have major plans for for him. I know they drafted a running back in the third round that would, assuming it works, would take some pressure off him, which I know he wants. They just aren't there yet. Um, we'll see if they get there. You know, my guess, without really knowing, is that he's there at minicamp, but we'll see. If not, you know, the time right up around training camp will be fascinating to watch. So, and uh, I peeled on the mandatory minicamp set for later on this month. Another one to keep track of. Uh, Ian, thanks. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Exactly. No, finish up. Go ahead. Finish up before I say no, anything. No, I was going to say, like, one thing we've seen with mandatory minicamp is a player could be there and not do anything and yes. have it be just so he doesn't lose his money. The old hold, hold in. in. The old hold in. Is that what you're saying? The hold in. That sort of thing, which I believe Aaron Donald created. He did, and then TJ Watt, and then TJ Watt perfected. You know, he sure did. Pretty much. All right, uh, top four, all scoreless in uh, in City Field. Don't worry about it, man. You can go back to it. You didn't miss a thing. Appreciate it. Excellent, excellent. Thank you. I appreciate that. You got it. There's uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media Group at Rap Sheet and a diehard fan of the 34 and 17 New York Metropolitans. It's it's so much. It's so fun. I just, let's take a break. I just want to hit it one more. I, I keep hitting it. We're gonna screw. We're gonna keep hitting it again and again and again. Yeah. The Lance thing, man. Oh. The Trey Lance thing. 
thought you were talking about Ian's 49 on the front. Nah, that's all right. I thought you were talk about the Mets' success. The 49 I want to talk about is the Niners, not Ian's you know front nine score. It's not the 42 Michigan put on Ohio State. And, well, that's oh, still to come, too. Oh, okay. uh, and also, um, <laughs> I want to say to come, I mean August in uh, in Canton. Uh, your phone call is 844-204-RICH, number to dial. And then, of course, uh, we found out who the commissioner is of the Peterson Fam Fantasy Peterson. League is. Peterson. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's take Sideline Mike's call from hey, Atlanta. How you been, yeah, Sideline Mike? Side What's line. going on? Good afternoon, gentlemen. What up, what up? Everybody? What's going on? What's on your mind? SEC okay, coaches fighting. I knew I'd sniff you out that way. What's going <laughs> Give on? Give me a little latitude. Give me a little latitude here when we're talking about mm-hmm. the mouthpiece in the czar of college football. If NIL is going to get fixed, have you noticed that the only coach that got on a podium in front of some business leaders to get them to write a bigger check so they won't be behind Texas and them? But to put it out there, and ever since he made that, he being King Saban, made that statement, he might even get Congress to pay some attention to this because he's the only guy that's going to have this doctor gravitas, as you like to say, Rich, to get everybody's attention and everybody's attention that can make something happen. Because, you know, that brother that, that I support is getting ready to get a $100 million deal. What did he tell y'all? He's only concerned about what's going on between them hedges. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, what do you think? Georgia doesn't have a collective? You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, I'm, come I'm, on. Brother, we got it. Look, brother, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> and what I... So this, and this is another thing, <laughs> TJ. When they when they nationalize it, if you think you're gonna get the boosters out of anything, I got a bridge I need to sell you, Rich. The boosters been paying everybody all the way from Hershey getting that Trans Am to Eric Dickerson not talking about what he got. Now, let's break this thing down. Everybody is talking about NIL for the players, but you know who ain't getting NIL deals? The guys on the scout team, and I know you know who those guys are. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that simulate the offense and defense so the team can get ready. They're not getting a NIL deal. None of them. Now, after you built all them weight rooms, Rich, and after you built all those athletic facilities and the new offices and closed in the West Wing, what y'all doing with the rest of the money? And I'm talking about the TV money that the players would never get. They're not getting what the Golden Goose is really sitting on. They're getting the collective money and all the other money because, like my brother Bomani Jones said, what you've always got to remember, and I don't care what this looks like, it's all about keeping them kids broke because 90% of them ain't getting an NIL deal. 
Now, if you want to make this thing right, you want to give the control that the coaches really saying they want back, you put it out there for them, Rich, and told them what to do. Make them employees, yeah. contract employees, get them unionized. Right. And let's that's... get the salary cap. And, cause that, but that's what Nick is saying. See, you broke down what Nick is saying. You basically gave him the nuts and bolts on how it's going to go down when he's retired out there on that boat that the uh, <laughs> that house that the athletic <laughs> paid for. No. You know? so, but at the end of the day, Rich, you got the key to making it right. He won't be there. But, like, but what I want everybody to remember is they're going to keep the, the majority of the kids broke because you'll never get a dime of the TV money. I appreciate the call, sideline, Mike. Thank you so much. And look, uh, here, here's the deal with, with you know, again, I, I don't think Saban is is advocating for what I'm saying. Um, I think Saban is advocating for some sort of rules that removes the boosters from the equation to keep the amateurism model as as it currently is constructed. Whatever benefit that Texas A&M and others that are getting through their collective, he wants to have neutralized and then keep everything the same. I'm just saying the way to neutralize the boosters is to just professionalize the whole damn thing. I don't think anybody wants that uh, on the coaching community or the um, in the academic, uh, you know, wings of of, of management. Uh, you know, college presidents don't want it. I don't think they want that at all. But that's the only way that you're going to do it. I think commissioners and athletic directors might just start thinking that way because they want some sort of um, consistency to plan and their budgets and things of that nature. So, and I also don't think Nick went up there saying, I need to give a wink, wink to these people to start putting money in my collective. I really don't think so. I think he wants to get the boosters out. The NIL is there to pay these kids for their name, image, and likeness when they're on campus. When they're at Alabama, you come to Alabama to win with me and enjoy our facilities and enjoy our campus and earn your education to become men in the world through the Alabama football program. That's what that's what I want you to do here. And if you make some extra scratch on the side because we're Alabama and you're you, that's great. I'm fine with that. That's great. But this whole using this collective to entice people to now come to your school as opposed to not Alabama for all the things that I have out there. I want that fixed. I honestly don't think he went up there with an agenda to say, hey, everybody, put money in our collective. I really don't think so. I think deep down he just wants what's right for Alabama and what was so great for everything, that the way he's done business, to stay status quo and keep the NIL barbarians at the gate through these collectives. Get the hell out. Maybe I'm naive, but that's just the way I saw it. And I, I believe it. Now then, when you draft somebody at quarterback in the top five and you especially spend a ton of draft capital to get up to that position, you're starting a guy. You're starting a guy. At some point, First year, you can get through. You can get through with it if you got your veteran and you think the kid's not ready and you're still good enough to win and you've got the backing of your ownership and you've got a contract and you are secure 
and you are Kyle Shanahan, you could do that. And maybe you can do it in year two, too. As Ian Rappaport just said, Trey Lance isn't ready. It's better to just go with the veteran that knows the program and the locker room loves and keep him there. But at some point, you've got to hit it, hit the button to start him. Trey Lance. That's what happens when you do this. You don't, you don't sit around two years and wait to start the guy to see what's what. You don't waste half of the rookie contract model. You don't do that. I, I honestly believe that Garoppolo's there because he's not tradable yet. And they're not cutting him so the Seahawks could just jump on him. I honestly believe that that's the reason why that's happening. It's not like they were straining Garoppolo's trade right now because he can't perform. And by the way, that might be the case with Mayfield too, you know. I think they're going to need him. I, 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 what, you think the Browns are going to need Mayfield? Yeah, I mean, it seems like Watson is for sure. But that's why you have Jacoby so. Brissett. Win games with him and get Mayfield the hell out of there. Honestly, to play it out. Mayfield, hey man, you're there. Six and two, great job. You're out. Yeah, Let's trade six, you. We'll put you on the trade market at right six now. Six and two, though, wouldn't his trade value be a little bit higher than it is at the moment? Higher than the third round pick you get to just hold on to him and lose him through compensation? I doubt it. Who's going to want to get on Baker Mayfield in the middle of the season and just what? Uh, Get their season back on track where he's got to learn a new offense in the span of a month and he's got to go out there. I don't, I don't, but that's just for that's just we've got all the rest of the month to talk about that and and also this subject too. Uh, Trey Lance, you've got to turn to him at some point, you gotta, and you gotta take the good with the bad, and there will be bad unless you can potentially get this. Lightning in the bottle that the Chiefs got that one year and the Seahawks got that one year and the Steelers got that one year with Mahomes, Wilson, Big Ben. I mean, those are pretty much your, or Herbert. Herbert in his rookie year. Uh, You know, and and your team is good enough to, to supplement that. It is good enough. And yeah, he struggled in his starts last year. You know why? Because he was a rookie who didn't play the year before. He's now got a full year a lot of in this system. And all he said to us when we had him on in that Zoom the Friday of the Super Bowl week was, get me the reps. Give me the reps. I'll get better. What are you going to do? Give the reps to Jimmy G and hope that in the 2023 season, when you're definitely going to have to turn him, see what you have? And then go forego all of those first-round draft choices over the last two years just to have him stay, sit and watch? I guess. I mean, Steve McNair sat two years. Steve McNair sat two years, and they used a, a first-round draft choice on him. I, I, I guess you can do it. Uh, certainly when you've got the backing of ownership and you've got no the backing how, of the locker room. no idea how good he is. But you have to. That's what happens. That's, that's why it was so surprising to me that they traded up to number three. Okay? They couldn't get any higher. Where were they originally in that draft? Like, I think 15, right in the middle of the first round. 
or or right around uh, where they were before the Patriots. We're going to take Mac Jones. 10 or 12 or something. That's what, again, that's what was so surprising to me is like when you trade up to go get a rookie quarterback like that, you're now in the rookie quarterback game, which, as you could see, Tampa Bay tried to avoid and successfully have for the last two years with, with Brady. Denver avoided that for a couple of years with, with Manning. So many, some teams are just like, they don't want to go in that rookie quarterback direction. They just don't. Indianapolis is a good example. They did that with Luck. He retired on him, and then they kept on trying veteran after veteran after veteran to this point now with Matt Ryan. They don't want to get in the rookie quarterback game. Certainly first-round rookie quarterback game because that puts so much of your football eggs in a basket, and the Niners went in that direction. And so at some point, you got to start them. This is the year to do it. Week one's the year to do it. And Jimmy Garoppolo not being there for the kid to look over his shoulder. Let him sink or swim, and I think he will swim. And you will have the opportunity to help him swim because you are Kyle Shanahan. You have this scheme, and you've got some incredibly talented players because I'm assuming Debo's going to be there. And you're going to have to get him going and get it going. Get the running game going. Get the ball in a better spot for Lance because your defense is damn good. And you're the San Francisco freaking 49ers. And you saw Trey Lance. And you saw what you could see in Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is going to run and throw all over you. That's the attitude I think they should have. I just think the pressure is really turned up because of what they gave up to get him at three. If they would have just stayed at 12, made no move, they, they could have drafted him at 12. I'm sure he would have fell to them. I don't know. You never... Dude, you never know. You never know. You never know. Or you could have grabbed a Mac Jones there, too. But guess what? Lance is incredibly talented. I guess maybe. And we don't know. know. We don't know. We have no frame of reference. Who the hell was watching North Dakota State with all due respect football when he was doing it? And then the COVID kept him to just one, one start. And then he gets drafted. And so with the lack of that. He hasn't played football, football in two years. Right, with the lack of seeing yeah. him, and then we saw him in two spot starts due to injury, and he didn't light it up. He didn't force the situation where it's just like, wow, this kid is so damn talented. He didn't do Peter Pula, Justin Herbert, for instance, where he's so damn talented. Like, no it's choice. so obvious. He jumps off the screen, and then you just keep going from there, and he's your guy forevermore. And again, they didn't get that lightning in the bottle last year. And we're all assuming that bottle doesn't have the lightning in it for Lance, period. And I'm saying that I, I, I'm i not buying it. I'm not buying it. Kids talented, coaches talented, rosters talented. Let's go. What are you waiting for? Let's go. Go. Because 2023 will be better for it. Unless the coaches see something that we don't. Maybe that's the I I don't know, man. That's the only thing I can really think Kittle of. Kittle sees it. Kittle sees it. But also, Kittle wouldn't come on the show and be like, Trey no. Lance, meh. Right. You know? Also, do we know the, the coach and the player are talented? Yeah. I think we know. 43 and 44 career record. It's under 500. Dude. Math majors. Dude. And uh, we've who, never seen Trey Lance play football. Dude, who is coaching the team with Jimmy Garoppolo to make the Super Bowl almost two out of the last three years? Okay. Who's, come on, man. You are what your record is. I understand that you are what you are. But what the Niners are are a team that can win the Super Bowl this year. I think you can agree with that. And that's why everybody's like, well, it's got to be Jimmy G. No, I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. 
They almost did last year. Because they had a veteran quarterback who's taken them there before. Maybe the, maybe this young kid can take them there with Debo and Kittle and the running game, and let's go. And Ayuk's got year threes out of the doghouse. Let's go. Are you higher on the Niners or the Raiders? Oh, I'm higher on the Raiders. Okay. I am. Look at me. You're just writing checks. <laughs> <laughs> the autumn wind is a pirate. And I am writing tons of checks that I can only hope Josh McDaniels and the pirate ship in Las Vegas, Nevada can cash. We're back on the Rich Eisen Show right after this. To play us out, we'll do it live. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the -the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. There's a new commissioner in sports, guys. Goodell, Uh-oh. Bettman, Silver, Manfred, <laughs> Trout. Hey. Commissioner Mike Trout, what are you talking about, Rich? You might be saying, well, you're not paying attention. And I don't mean to be aggressive, but that's just the only way you can talk about the Tommy Pham, Jock Peterson slapdown. That apparently came out of a fantasy football dispute that led to a meme, very mean meme, mean gif. Jock Peterson's very mean gif that pissed off Tommy Pham enough for him to slap him in the outfield, by the way. The outfield. Great band, bad spot <laughs> if you're Jock Peterson to run into Tommy Pham. The outfield. The outfield. They were very good. Okay. And so um, we found out from Tommy Pham, the commissioner of this league, none other than Mike Trout, wow. injured last season, but had enough time to, organize, to organize this. And the IR dispute apparently went down a Trout rabbit hole. Trout did nothing. Pham said Trout did a terrible job, the worst commissioner in fantasy sports because he allowed a lot of S to go on and he could have solved it all. Nobody wanted to be commissioner. I didn't want to be the effing commissioner. I've got other S to do. He didn't want to do it. We put it on him. It was kind of our fault, too, because we made him commissioner. (laughs) Says Tommy Pham about Mike Trout. And we all know these fantasy commissioners. I'm the fantasy commissioner of my poker league. I don't want to do it anymore. It's terrible. You get all the crap. You get the text of saying, I can't do this. I can't do that. Wait a minute. The, The waiver wire... That's my favorite one from from Kedge. I'll call you out, Kedge. I get that all the time. Him and Murph. Free Murph. Him and Murph. The white bread twins. Those guys. Okay, they're they're the ones who are sending me texts like, wait a minute, the way where should be fifth on the waiver wireless and we're we're only we're sixth, seventh. Can you re can you redo? And I'm trying to put three kids to sleep. 
Or if someone complains year to year about the the format of the league, I mean, just imagine. No, I, the grief. I right, have made, I've given you crap because the format of our basketball <laughs> leagues are so bad, but not enough to prevent me from winning. Oh, jeez. Not for you. Walked into that one. I set him up, man. You walked into that one. Look, we nobody wants to be commissioner. Not even Mike Trout wants to be commissioner. But I don't understand this whole business. If Jeff Wilson of the 49ers, this is the player in question, has got an out designation, you should be able to put him on injured reserve. But Tommy Pham said we had rules to the IR. I know the ESPN app rules. By the way, is ESPN loving the fact that they use their fantasy? Uh, We had our own individual rules, which is the problem. Mike Trout, that's your first problem. Don't make individual rules. Set the rules. Go about your business. No disputes like this. But here's the worst thing. Tommy Pham, how dare you? What is worse than anything in this league? The two things, the worst things you can do in fantasy, he did one of them. One of the worst things you could do is have a team and then don't pay attention to it. Right. It ruins the competition. Everyone else is trying. If you agree to do it, you have to go Just full bore. If yeah. you do not pay do attention, you know, I don't have time and I have this and I have that. And you're, you know, dealing with somebody who's got two jobs and three kids and you don't pay attention to your team. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I have time. You don't have time. What are you doing? <laughs> That's one of the worst things you could do. Unless you're Tommy Pham. He left the league after the fifth week. Stopped. <laughs> Quit. I'm out. Say I'm out. Why? Because it was a, be- a mean meme? Tommy. Because of the IR rules? I'm, le- I'm leaving. I'm quitting. So now Trout's got to find somebody. What, do you go to Otani and say, hey, Shohei, let me show you the ropes of this thing. <laughs> hey, you can take over. Shohei, you, you, you know. Then you got to go around to people saying... Can you take this team over? And then it's just like Tommy Pham didn't draft correctly. And you're like, I don't want it, that team. I don't have time. And you don't blame somebody for not, not taking on that responsibility. Yeah, yeah, no good. What's worse than somebody leaving a league in the middle of a season? What's worse? Is there anything worse? In fantasy etiquette? Hmm. Fantasy etiquette. Now that's a show we can That's what I'm with. saying. Yeah, like not starting a lineup, but leaving. That's what I'm saying. Worse saying that, that you're, you're not paying attention, and so I need you to lose in fantasy but you're playing the guy or gal who's not paying attention. So yeah. you get you get a win, and I'm I'm working my ass off here for a W. I'm trying. That's terrible. But what's worse than somebody leaving the league? Would you slap somebody over that? Well, Jock, you don't condone Jock, violence. Jock, we don't condone violence. But Jock should have slapped him. Can you imagine you're Jock Peterson. You're running the outfield, and you see Tommy Pham. He's like, hey, what's up, Tommy? Probably, because you could see he's probably one of those guys who's just like... Tommy Pham seems no Not nonsense. thinking about... No uh, nonsense. You think? <laughs> I'm, you know what? I, I learned he quit the league. I'm like, I'm glad we came up with those top 10 fantasy... Fantasy team names he for Tommy Pham. To By the way, Tommy, you should use... We should make him get back in the league and use one of these team names. Wham, bam, thank you, fam. Although, you know, I saw that back. I thought maybe wham, fam, thank you, ma'am. Would that have been better? Yeah, for the hit. Fam. For hitting. Yeah, but bam. Fam, bam, thank you, ma'am. Would that uh, have been better? I think we're, over, we're overdoing it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I'm workshopping here. Uh, I'm workshopping here. <laughs> Mike Trout, the commissioner. It's tough being a commissioner, man. Here's what I want to know. Has it been reported yet? What's the buy-in for this league? Apparently, there's a lot of money on the line. 
How about Tommy Pham saying he's like a big guy, big guy at a casino or something like that? Oh, is that what it so I think he said something along those lines. I heard that. I'm like, big oh. Big guy. Like daily-esque? And I'm sure yeah. all of a sudden Pete Rose is like, what league can I get in? <laughs> <laughs> what, a, 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 red, a Red's talking about being big? Ew. Well, what? what? Oh, uh, ew, ew. Ew. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a buy-in if you're getting this upset. I mean, if you're in a fantasy league with Mike Trout, uh, that's probably that's probably a deep end uh, of the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That, at yeah, least like a four. Five. Is that a four or five I figure buy? Yeah, yeah, well, a, another reason not not to quit after week five. Mid fours. You're calling for a lot of money. These Craig's things. Look Tune in tomorrow for day three of our fam Peterson coverage. <laughs> See you Thursday.